What's up, good people? Another episode of Just for Sport with Jamoke here on this uh, another wonderful day. And you know, I am really excited because I am just. As, uh, as I've been doing this just for sport, um, I'm, I'm, I'm always telling you about trends here and there, uh, things that I'm noticing with teens, but obviously also as this was on the Props Network, we're looking at betting, and I remember back when I talked about how there was a run on this Hawks in the earlier part of June, end of May. There's a run on the Hawks. You better get it in. And to see where the Hawks are, I am just, I'm watching them beat the Bucks in game one and trade his game was didn't have a great game, but I just like where they are as a team. I think they have really good supporting cast, et cetera, et cetera. Coaching. Nate McMillan, he played in the NBA Finals. I feel like how many people even know that? He's with the Supersonics back in the Jordan days. He was good. Uh, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, I think that was a team he was on. But I just like the moxie of the Hawks as I'm watching the playoffs. And I like the moxie of the Suns. And and just to think that, in my mind, that's that's the matchup I want to see. I don't know where you are, but I don't know. I'm not into, I just don't like the Bucks game. And I actually think in some ways, I don't know if Giannis really is that good. And I'll get into that a little bit. I'm going to get into that a little bit, a little bit later. But I also am wondering, like, what happened with, with, UEFA? And the Euro 2020 and just soccer in general. And the thing that I am most excited about, that I don't know if you're excited about, but that came across the wire and I was just like, this is, soccer needs to become more like an American sport. It's the best way for it to survive in my mind. I think you want to see more goals. You want to see more hype. You want to see the excitement of the best players in the world on the best stage. And I saw this headline that said, Away goals rule abolished. UEFA announces major shakeup of club competitions. And that was one of the dumbest rules. And I understand it's been around since the 60s. 
But it was one of those rules that bothered me so much because I felt like it took away from just you got to win or you lose. And that's it. There's no, oh, they're up 3-1. So if they had two goals on the road instead of at home, it counts more. Like, no, I don't, none of that. You win or you lose. And that's it. I barely like the group stage. I barely like the group stage. So I'll get into that too. But let's talk about where we are in the NBA playoffs. Front and center. To me, I think that, you know, the ratings aren't there. The ratings aren't there. But I but I'm enjoying the basketball. Excuse me. I feel like the teams are evenly matched. There is no favorite anymore. There is no number one seed, so there really isn't a favorite anymore. But I like where the playoffs are. Now I would have liked to see Giannis versus Joel Embiid. I think that would have been a great matchup to watch. But overall, I like Suns Clippers and I like Bucks Hawks. And the reason why I know I just said before I switched to soccer briefly that I brought up Giannis is as I was watching him in game one and throughout the playoffs, And this isn't just for Giannis. It isn't. It isn't. But the fact that you cannot put your hands on an offensive player if you're a defender, you know, okay, fine. There's like one spot on the back that the referees allow you to do if you're getting back down. But to me, when you talk about trying to judge dominance from one decade to another, It's hard for me to judge dominance today. And the reason why I put Giannis front and center, because he does this thing from the three-point line where he starts dribbling and he just starts running at you as a defender. He's tall, he's lanky, athletic, can get you to rim. But it's like if you're not a defender who can really stand your ground, look, you're not going to get a charge every day. You're not. But outside of that, all you can do is backpedal. You're not even really allowed to play defense in the NBA anymore. And so when I watch Giannis, the only offensive player, well, that's not right. But I was going to say that, you know, the only offensive player that's even more of a liability as an all-star starter is Ben Simmons. But I think there's a lot of space in between Ben Simmons and Giannis in terms of offensive prowess. But I just feel like there was no creativity. There's nothing to what Giannis is doing when he's just like going at you full speed. And as a defender, you can't stop him. You can't really check him. I mean, I suppose you could give him a hard foul or two, but it doesn't seem like teams want to do that these days. 
And it's not like that's going to stop him from doing what he's doing because he knows you're just going to foul out because the game is favored towards the offense. And it's not just Giannis. You know, I was listening to the NBA on TNT after the game the other night, and I love their debates. And Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith and Shaq were talking about, Shaq was like, well, you can't defend the pick and roll. Like, Trey is unstoppable. And he was saying in general. I mean, heck, I remember with the Wizards. The best pick and roll, John Wall and Marcin Gortat. Shout out to them. It was almost unstoppable. But a lot of that is because on defense, what can you do if you can't touch him? If you can't give him a little bump? You just can't really do that these days. And I don't like it. I just don't like it. I don't necessarily think that that means the game was better when like the Detroit bad boys and Boston and Chicago and the Lakers, Houston and the Knicks. NBA wanted offensive ratings or offensive numbers to go up rather. And that's what they got. The 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 scoring average is up. The rating, excuse me, is not up. So in my mind, I don't know if that is a good thing. Is it really a good thing? I really, really would like to see a little bit more defense. A little more hand-checking. I mean, I I remember, you know, uh, Kevin Durant in the Nets in that final overtime when Durant airballed the three. And I'm watching him dance and dance and dance, and then he does a turnaround fadeaway Jumper. I don't even remember if it was outside of three-point lane. But I was like, why not just drive? You know you're going to get the foul called. And I asked a couple friends. Maybe it's because, you know, he just doesn't have a body weight. He's too small. So, you know, maybe Drew Holiday was able to hold his ground. And Kevin Durant was like, well, I'm not battling him. But in my mind, I would have battled him. I would have just kept going around him. At least a little bit for a pull-up. Maybe you get the call. But I still, in the end, am am enjoying the playoffs. And I hope you are too. And Chris Paul, is he's officially available to play in Game 3. And this leans towards the Suns. There's no doubt about that. If he's available for Game 3... That's really helping the Suns. They lead 2-0. And I'm going to call it, even though I know somebody may be listening to this pod tomorrow, I think they could go up 3-0 if you got Chris Paul back. Because the Clippers need Kawhi, and he's not coming back. He's not coming back. 
He was averaging 25 points per game and shooting almost 63% with 41 assists and five turnovers in that four-game sweep of the Denver Nuggets. He was on fire. And without Kawhi Leonard, and unfortunately, as much as, you know, I hate to see it, but Pandemic P came back. He missed the two free throws that would have tied the series 1-1. Now, okay, let me rephrase that. He missed the, three free th- the two free throws that would have given him a three-point lead. The DeAndre Ayton alley-oop dunk from the J. Crowder pass from out of bounds, even with DeMarcus Cousins checking him, was epic. Epic. Beautiful. It was great. My favorite play of the NBA season because of what was at stake and how it played out. And then when you hear Monty Williams mic'd up, kind of coaching him, how high he's got to get up. I was just amazed. I really was amazed. And, And quite happy, quite happy to say the least. And we got this, this, this is a big game tonight. Chris Paul going against his former team, the Clippers. You know he's going to be really juiced for that. I don't know the Clippers are going to be ready for this new wrinkle of Chris Paul because they haven't played him with Chris Paul in the playoffs. Now, maybe Chris Paul is going to be rusty. That is a possibility. The Clippers have come back from 2-0 leads in their last two series. In the, uh, I guess they're calling the alley-oop the valley-oop because the Suns play in the valley. I like that. I like that. There are going to be some new theatrics with this game. I think this might be the end for the Clippers. I really do. And if you look at the spread tonight, it's the Suns favorite at minus five. Not a lot. I think they win by three or four. So I take the Suns. I take that. The Suns are at minus 9-10 to win the series, and I think they will win the series. And I think they very well may. I actually think they they definitely would have swept if they had had Chris Paul for game one and two because I think there will be some rust for Chris Paul to get off. But I just think the Suns are playing well. They're in a rhythm. And it's crazy to say the Suns are favored to win the NBA championship. And I think they will. I actually think they will. If all if that all remains equal, I I just, I just don't see. I could see Atlanta beating Milwaukee, but I can't see Atlanta or Milwaukee beating the Suns. I just can't see it. But it's going to be fun. I'm enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying it too. 
So UEFA changes the tiebreaker rules in soccer. It's about time. The team that scored more goals as the away side were awarded the victory. I never understood that. The UEFA president, Alexander Seferin, said, quote, the impact of the rule now runs counter to its original purpose as, in fact, it now dissuades home teams, especially in first legs, from attacking because they fear conceding a goal that would give their opponents a crucial advantage. There's also criticism of the unfairness, especially in extra time, of obliging the home team to score twice when the away team has scored. I don't understand how it took this long. I always thought it was unfair that if the away team scored a goal, the home team had to score two goals and whatever else. It was based on a two-legged match. I always thought it was best of three, but bottom line is it's gone. And I'm happy. Because I, I, I think it should just be best of three and you just play the three games. I don't know if that will be the case. But I'm happy that the away goals rule is gone from UEFA club competitions. It'll happen in 2021-22. And it's about time. Maybe the home field advantage wasn't as important as it used to be. But I just think in the end, as I said in the beginning, that I just think it makes it more of like what I think of even... I don't know if, actually, I don't know if MLS does aggregate goals. I don't think so. You just play. You win, you win. You lose, you lose. And that's it. And that's how it should be. I don't even like ties. I don't want ties anymore in soccer. You got to play every game, winner, loser. That means everybody does penalty kicks, then you do penalty kicks after the two extra time periods. And that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Last topic that I am really, really at a point where I don't know what the heck's going on, but it's regarding the Olympics. Japan's emperor, Naruhito, is extremely worried that the Olympics and Paralympics in Tokyo could accelerate the spread of the coronavirus. Here's a quote. His Majesty is extremely worried about the current situation of the COVID-19 infections, Nishimura said, who is the grand steward for the emperor. While there are voices of unease among the public, I believe the emperor is concerned that holding the Olympics and Paralympics may lead to the expansion of the infections. End quote. Duh! 
They're going to hold the Olympics. Cream, cash rules everything around me. That's what the Wu-Tang Clan said as I fumbled that. This is all about money, not about health and safety of the athletes or the people in Japan or the visitors or the media, whoever's going to be around and in Japan for the Olympic Games. Health is not a concern. Death is not a concern. Money is a concern. And if you tell me otherwise, then we wouldn't be having the Olympics. I want the Olympics too. I do. But it doesn't change the fact that this is all about money because the Olympic Committee, IOC, they know we should not be having these games at least not in Japan. I am concerned for the athletes. I am concerned for everybody that's associated, that's going to be associated with it. And I don't even think about the fact that the athletes, yeah, you kind of are in the bubble, but you're not because you got all these volunteers and people got to make your food, help you with your bed, luggage, IT, all kinds of jobs, helping to clean a toilet, Tell you where to go, transportation. Come on, all of those people are vaccinated? I don't think so. How many more people have to say this isn't just, this should not just be about money? I didn't read it. Okay, I should have. But a headline I read that I need to read talked about how the pandemic is worse now than it was in 2020 with all of these new strands and it's not going anywhere. We're trying to act like it does. We're trying to act like we want things to go back to normal and I want them to go back to normal too. I just don't know if it will. And you don't either. We're all just day to day. And I worried about the day to day lives of these athletes as they try to compete for, for gold in Japan. And there is no right or wrong. There is no 100% perfect solution for this. But reading more and more higher up in the uh, food chain, if you will, of people with in prominence in Japan who can speak up, when you hear the, that Japan's emperor is extremely worried about the games, that's pretty bad. That makes me worry. But if they have the game, I'll be rooting for Team USA. That'll do it for Just for Sport. wonder if there are odds. There's got to be some odds coming up on the Olympics. Got to be talking about that, too. we got some 19 odds on DraftKings. you got basketball, tennis, water polo, rugby, handball, softball, volleyball. There's a lot you can... 3-on-3 basketball. I forgot they're doing that. 
We got the big three from USA? Oh, no. European and Asian countries only. Couldn't we get, like, somebody from the big three? Allen Iverson, Gilbert Arenas, and Amari Stoudemire, something like that. Would have been nice, but not to be. All right, that's the end of Just for Sport. Hope you enjoyed it. I know, I ramble on and on. Really, I got these topics. It's what I want to talk about. Just, you know, let it come from the heart. You know, I do have a rundown. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Ciao for now.